This episode of the 501st Cast is dedicated to these fallen members and honorary member. Maria Gardella, ID 9541, from Florida Garrison. Jason Schreck, SL 2061, from Bluegrass Garrison. Patrick McCoy, SL 5654, from Garrison Tyrannus. Mary Jane Stampados, TR 5272, from Mountain Garrison. Mel Knowles II, RC 10033, from Central Garrison. Bernie Steenbergen Jr., TB7946 from Dutch Garrison. Gunther Hensa, ID22247 from German Garrison. David Sack, TA52568 from Starkiller Garrison. Andre Duvel, TX7683 from German Garrison. Mark Lim, ID70666 from Singapore Garrison. Jeff Ritzman, TK423 from Old Line Garrison. Phil Yellett, TK656, from Great Lakes Garrison and formerly Star Garrison. And Gerald Holm, beloved by Star Wars fans for his portrayal of the Quarren Tessic. And our thoughts are with Richard E. Grant on the passing of his wife, Joan Washington, who was a dialect coach on Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. We found a computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial Network. First Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned to global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate decades of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. Give me regular reports, please. Right. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. Well, we're pleased to finally welcome you back to the 501st cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Vader's Fist. This is episode 132 for December 2021. And here are your hosts, myself, Nikki, DZ8397. I'm Joe, TI and SL12743. This is Marcus, TK14057. And I'm Todd, TI and TB10078. So the 501st Legion is currently at 14,276 members with 31,804 approved costumes in the Legion. Our newest member listed on 501st.com at the time of recording is Luca Rosa, ID 34051, a new Grand Admiral Thrawn Rebels style for Italica Garrison's 3T squad. In this episode, we'll get you caught up on a whole bunch of our fall missions. We marched in numerous holiday parades. And we get named number one good deed doers. So stay tuned. We thought we'd kick off the show with a little holiday spirit. The Ed Asner Family Center presented a star-studded version of It's a Wonderful Life on December 5th. Tickets to view Encore presentations of this unique online table read are still available through New Year's Day 2022. The cast includes a few Star Wars alumni, Mark Hamill starring as Clarence, Rosario Dawson, Phil Lamar, plus many, many more famous celebrities. Proceeds benefit the Ed Asner Family Center, which promotes mental health and enrichment programs to individuals with special needs and their families. Learn more at theesnerfamilycenter.org slash wonderful. 
And it's been a few months since we last gathered to record an episode of the Final First cast. And of course, there has been numerous new costumes added to our reference library. We'll start off with the Jolly Rogers squadron. They added a Thai cadet costume worn by uh, students in the Thai flight school as seen in the Han Solo comic book to their roster. They also added a, a Thai pilot, Lina Monrek, with her sleek helmet paint job as seen in the Star Wars Squadrons game. Over to the Clone Troopers, the detachment there has added the Power First Jet Trooper as seen in the Clone Wars Season 7. They also added Commander Fox, Phase 1, and the always erudite Tech from Clone Force 99 as seen in Season 7 of the Clone Wars. The Bounty Hunters Guild has added Bogotan as seen in Season 7 of the Clone Wars to the roster, as well as Tam Pasla as seen in Rogue One. Tam Pasla, once the most celebrated lawman of the planet Milvame, turned rogue and became a bounty hunter to his obsession over bringing Dr. Amazon and Panababa to justice. Tam was also able to track the duo to Jeddah City, but was unsuccessful in apprehending them before narrowly escaping the Holy City's destruction. The Spec Ops, our Special Operations Detachment, has added Sergeant Creel to the roster as seen in Marvel Comics' Star Wars title. Sergeant Creel, designated Agent 5241, was an undercover stormtrooper and SCAR trooper, SCAR meaning Special Commando Advanced Recon, of the Galactic Empire, serving in the 501st Legion under the direct command of Darth Vader. Creel was given command of an elite group of SCAR troopers, designated Task Force 99. And just because I was curious, I looked it up. Our member with that designation, 5241, is retired. He had a Royal Guard costume, I believe. The flagship Eclipse has added Yun, or Yun, the dark youth to their roster. Uh, Yun was a young, yeah, Yun was a young, force-sensitive, um, epicanthix and a follower of the Dark Jedi and Inquisitor Jarek. He can be found in the game Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2, back from the 90s. The Imperial Officer Corps has added two versions of uniform dubbed Non-Saga, in that they are once found in Rogue One, Solo, the Mandalorian, and Expanded Universe, but differ from those seen in the Skywalker saga films. The Imperial Gunnery Corps has added the Sith Fleet Edition from Rise of Skywalker. They maintain and operated the weapon systems on board the Star Destroyers of Final Order. And last but not least, our newest detachment, Underworld, greenlit the CRL for Rune Hako from the Phantom Menace to the roster. Those costumes are all now ready for independent GML approval. As always, you can check out links directly to each new CRLs in our show notes, and you can see the full list at 501st.com slash CRL. Thanks again to the Legion membership team for these updates. Well, recently, I'm sure most of our listeners saw that Star Wars has finally arrived in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Obviously, the baby Grogu balloon attracted almost all of the spotlight, but the second entry with the augmented reality balloon featuring a character from Galaxy's Edge was also super cool as well. We'll try to get a link to the Star Wars portions of the parade linked in our show notes in case you missed it. And don't want to watch the whole parade just to catch our, I mean, the Star Wars portion. Now it's time for catching up with our HMs, or honorary members. As announced about a month ago, last night, December 14th, was the awards ceremony in which Tom Kane was awarded the Clio Awards 2021 Honorary Award. We'll have a link to the announcement 
page in our show notes. Tom's daughter wrote about the announcement that it is a huge honor for him and our family. It is so incredibly humbling seeing our dad get the recognition he deserves for being such an outstanding talent and a pillar in the voiceover community. Our sincerest thank you to everyone at Clio Awards and Debbie Cope who made this happen. Our Imperial Sands Garrison had the honor of inducting Troy Kotzer as a new honorary member to the 501st Legion. Mr. Kotzer is an actor and director who is credited for bringing depths to our beloved Star Wars characters and for developing the language of the Tusken Raiders. And speaking of Tusken Raiders, Oklahoma Garrison had the honor of inducting Alan Fernandez as an honorary member of the 501st Legion at Uncanny Comic Expo. Mr. Fernandez played one of the Tusken Raiders in Star Wars A New Hope. Lastly, we have sort of a reverse shout out we'd like to play for you uh, of one of our HMs showing us some love. So take a listen. But what got me the most was that they, they carried themselves with such great professionalism. And um, I've since uh, been hanging out with the 501s in Oregon and around the country. And what you do as a 501 is the most amazing gift that you give to society. Going to children's hospitals, going to orphanages, um, really bringing joy into people's lives. I am a champion of the 501. Yeah! Well said! So that was Giancarlo Esposito and Ming-Na Wen during a panel at the LA Comic Con. Hello, I'm Gerald Ho. I played Tessic, the Squidhead, and the Mon Calamari officer in Return of the Jedi. And you are listening to the 501st cast. Empire City Garrison attended New York Comic Con from Thursday, October 7th through Sunday, October 10th at the Javits Center in New York City. Their primary activity was to run Blast a Trooper and a raffle all four days to raise money for Make-A-Wish. This is a huge con that includes entertainment guests, comics, movies, toys, panels, and more. This was a COVID-19 vaccination-required event, and masks were to be worn at all times as well. They had an early setup on Wednesday night where they brought in their large Tatooine set, backdrops, and table items to the large basement room space they had to work with. The changing situation was ideal, and they had a large space behind the table and ample storage behind the set. They were allotted 15 passes per day, which they managed to juggle and utilize throughout the event. They also had help from some of their members and friends who already had passes for the show. Everyone involved worked tirelessly throughout the weekend to make this a success. They had to run the table, sell raffles, and run a continuous blaster trooper throughout the entire four days. They had been given a set time for each day by NYCC, but it simply would not have been possible with the volume coming through the family HQ area. Instead, they did uh, blaster trooper as required, and their members persevered covering the area for six to seven hours a day. Thursday and Friday were sporadic, but busy at times. Saturday was a bit heavier volume, but Sunday was simply insane. Sunday was Kids' Day, and they had offered discount child admission tickets specifically for that day. It was non-stop blaster trooper for the entire day, and at times they were a bit 
overwhelmed. They did their best to rotate Blaster Trooper targets and support staff each day so that there was coverage, but they would also be able to enjoy the con for themselves. ECG had two first troops for the event as well, Justin TB-52503, a scout trooper, and Vanessa DS-42659, Ventress, who both did amazing work in costume and helping out at the table, and Blaster Trooper. All members had a great time throughout the event interacting with guests, taking photos, getting blasted, walking the floor, and raising money for Make-A-Wish. They had a large prize basket with items donated by members to be raffled off, and between the raffle and Blaster Trooper, they raised a grand total of $5,280, $4,000 cash, and $1,280 online for Make-A-Wish over the four-day event. ECG would like to thank those members who were able to attend both in and out of costume to help support this event. They had friends and relatives come by to help, as well as members visiting from other 501st Legion garrisons and Star Wars groups all coming together for a common goal. A total of 31 individuals contributed in various capacities throughout the event to make this a reality. Without all your efforts, perseverance, and determination, we would not have been able to make this event an incredible success for the Make-A-Wish Foundation and the Empire City Garrison. Six troopers and one Galactic Academy member from New England Garrison attended the National Alliance on Mental Illness, or NAMI, walk held in Augusta, Maine, on October 9th. This walk is a charity walk fundraiser for NAMI, an advocacy nonprofit supporting people with mental illness and their loved ones. NEG was there for the usual photo ops, and two of their biker scouts also walked a lap with the event participants. Jessica, TK2718, especially wanted to organize this event, both because mental illness either directly or indirectly touches just about everyone, and to honor Carrie Fisher's work to destigmatize these conditions. $50 in direct donations were made in NEG's name, plus the event raised over $56,000 in indirect donations. We'll have some links to photos in our show notes. Thanks to Jessica, TK2718, for that report. On Saturday, November 6th, six members of Great Lakes Garrison, Great Lakes Base, and Mandalorian Merck's Tracor Clan were sent to Port Huron, Michigan, to attend PKSA Karate School's yearly Force Against Hunger fundraising event. Since 2015, staff and students transformed the school for one day into various Star Wars locations and put on an immersive haunted house-style event where kids can have a fun role-playing adventure. Proceeds from the event go to make Thanksgiving food baskets for needy families. Any leftover money is donated to Toys for Tots. This year's event was titled, A Death Mark is a Hard Thing to Live With. Loosely based on Season 1 of The Mandalorian, kids play the role of a bounty hunter who had a falling out with the Bounty Hunter Guild at the end of last year's event. Now, with a price on their heads, they must track down a large bounty in order to clear their name with Jabba the Hutt. Staff and students were all dressed up in Star Wars costumes and acted as guides for the kids, including several staff members who 3D printed their own Mandalorian armor and other props, such as tracking fobs and thermal detonators. In a past event, pro football player Tim Lolito attended and signed autographs. This year, local country singer Drew Jacobs played Din Djarin, who was the contact in a Navarro cantina. Other activities included face painting, photo ops with the 501st Rebel Legion Mandalorian Mercs, as well as close to 50 prize packages being raffled off, including a framed pic of Boba Fett, autographed by Jeremy Bullock, worth several hundreds of dollars. The total amount of money raised is still being counted, but at the time of this report, a whopping $7,100 had been raised in one day. Most small clubs can't raise 7000 in a year. 
The 501st has attended every Force Against Hunger event since they started, and the school always loves having us there. After taking a month's break, they will start planning next year's event, which will be on November 5th, 2022. We'll have links to a couple of videos from this event in our show notes. Thanks to Joe, CT and ID 7859 for that report. Chris, TB6744, and Ronald, SL5928 from Empire City Garrison, attended the Elmont Memorial Library Fall Festival on Saturday, November 6th. This was a fall celebration for children and families by the Children's Department outside their library. They had an outdoor stage with a DJ, inflatables, hot dogs, vendors, and theater shows. Chris and Ron took some photos and handed out trading cards to the attendees. The weather was nice and sunny, and the crowd was sparse at first, but grew very large as the event went on. The event host was thrilled ECG was able to attend the event on short notice, and our troopers were happy to be part of it. Garrison Argentina's TI-54550 successfully completed a solo mission to acquire $5,000 worth of food supplies and deliver them to Centro de Atención Renacer, which I believe is a care home for disabled youth and adults, along with personal donations from troopers of 501st Legion Garrison Argentina. Well done, pilot. Four members of Empire City Garrison attended a 5K walk, run, roll, stroll, to benefit the Cerebral Palsy Association of Nassau County on the morning of Saturday, November 20th. The walk-slash-run was a family-friendly event that takes place in communities nationwide to raise funds for people with disabilities, as well as advocacy and awareness. The event was well attended with a steady stream of kids and adults throughout the morning. The weather did cooperate. It was a cool fall morning. All members had a great time taking photos with guests, handing out cards, and getting the crowd excited for the walk slash run. They held up the finish line, taped for the first few finishers, and welcomed them back from their run. Justin, TB52503, also had a special surprise for CP Nassau from the school he works at, a check from the McVeigh Elementary School Student Council for $560. On November 26th and 27th, multiple garrisons gathered together with sister organizations in San Sebastian, Spain, to celebrate Pink Force Day, organized by the Pink Force Foundation and blood donors of Basque Country. The mission was to attract new young blood donors. International guests included Albin Johnson and Samantha Aline, and fans were delighted with a parade of more than 200 Star Wars characters from the 501st Rebel Legion, Mando Mercs, Droid Builders, and Galactic Academy from Spain, France, Italy, and Belgium. Fun and friendship was had by all who attended. Well, uh, there's another event that we'd like to talk to you about. This one is, you know, with my own uh, Imperial Sands Garrison. And what happened was after having to postpone its typical July convention in 2020 and 2021, San Diego Comic-Con held San Diego Comic-Con Special Edition over the recent U.S. Thanksgiving weekend of November 26th to 28th. The event was geared to be more of a local event rather than the international Megacon extravaganza with a planned attendance of up to 40,000 rather than 150,000. Programming and vendors were more fan-driven and less Hollywood. But by continuing to use the entire 450,000 square feet of exhibit hall space, it did allow Imperial Sands Garrison and other fan groups to have booth space on the main exhibit hall floor rather than the standard location in the area known as the mezzanine level. Eleven of ISG's members volunteered for a combined 56 total vo volunteer hours manning the booth throughout the three-day event. 
They spoke with attendees all day long about the Legion, while browsing the books of CRLs, admiring props on display, or collecting a souvenir trading card or temporary tattoo. The event organizers approached garrison leaders, requesting ISG's involvement in staffing a photo backdrop area to provide attendees with a place to take photos alongside costumed ISG members. But this request was just a week before the event, and many garrison members were not planning on attending, given there were no single-day passes sold, full weekend badges only, and safety requirements of visible face masks at all times meant no helmeted characters. Garrison leadership wasn't confident attendees would necessarily want pictures with merely Imperial crewmen or Thai reserves. Uh, no offense intended, I am one myself. Um, but when Imperial Sands Garrison called on our local sister Star Wars costuming organizations, they all worked together to make sure there were costume members present at ISG's Death Star hallway backdrop, the entire location of the show. Even given the later attendance of this event relative to the annual summer show, the photo backdrop was quite popular with attendees the entire weekend. Many thanks to the 15 members who provided a combined 46 volunteer hours from Imperial Sands Garrison, Rebel Legion Sunrider Base, Mandalorian Mercs Harangalar Clan, Dark Empire Crimson Empire Spire, R2 Builders, and Saber Guild. A memorable moment occurred when a newly approved biker scout showed up for his shift at the photo backdrop for his first ever troop. DZ8559, ISG's events coordinator, coined in the new recruit with a 501st challenge coin to mark the occasion. Welcome to the 501st and Imperial Sands Garrison, TB51680. Well, on Sunday, November 28th, the last day of the convention, Imperial Sands Garrison presented a panel to attendees titled The 501st Legion, Star Wars Villainous Costuming. Garrison members were quite pleased at the popularity of the panel, with the audience reaching close to 300 attendees. On November 27th, Great Lakes Garrison marched for the 10th time in the Garden City Santa Land Parade. It was the parade's 60th anniversary. Even though it was very cold, Great Lakes Garrison and base and droid builders had one of our largest turnouts of troopers ever for this event. We'll have a link in our show notes to the YouTube presentation of the parade. Our entry starts at about the 51-minute mark. Back in mid-November, the offices of Make-A-Wish New Mexico were burglarized. Someone broke into an office window, <coughs> took a computer, some other personal items, and the safe that was in, the, in there. Inside the safe were donated gift cards to place at Target, Best Buy, to grant wishes to kids battling critical illnesses. Dubeg Rich Garrison led to action with their counterparts from the Revolution and Mandel Works. In partnership with local Albuquerque Fire Department and Chilson Trail RV, a donation totaling 12501 was made uh, to Make-A-Wish. Uh, the three clubs raised $2,501 of that total. For their efforts, the local radio station named Dubeg Rich Garrison as the number one good deed-doer. Although we think bad guys doing good is a bit easier to say, we'll take number one good deed-doer. On Wednesday, December 1st, friends and family of the makers of the Star Wars fan film Tomorrow and Tomorrow gathered at a large screening room donated by Regal Henrietta to watch the theatrical premiere of the short film. Inspired by both Star Wars and Shakespeare, Tomorrow and Tomorrow features Darth Vader visiting Padme's tomb and reciting the most famous soliloquy from Macbeth. The film was directed by Rebel Legion member Joseph Pelliconi, was the brainchild and starred Garrison Excelsior member SL88222, featured props made by TK91593, and had appearances by Garrison Excelsior members TK86669 
TK95102, TK91593, and IC12415. Following the screening, there was a behind-the-scenes featurette and the opportunity to ask questions of the cast and crew. Thanks to donations made by those attending the screening, Garrison Excelsior was able to make a donation of more than $1,000 to the 501st Legion's Make-A-Wish Endowment Fund. Check out the link in our show notes so that you can watch the fan film yourself. TB52503 from Empire City Garrison attended the Belmont State Park tree lighting ceremony on Saturday, December 4th. The event began at 4 p.m., and there was quite a large crowd of children and adults, all of which seemed thrilled to see our trooper. There were many vendors in attendance as well as a magician performing on stage. Both the staff at the park and the attendees at the event were very welcoming and pleasant. TB52503 posed for many pictures with the visitors young and old, as well as other dress characters in attendance. On Saturday, December 4th, the 501st Legion attended a Cub Scout holiday party at a park in Stony Point, New York. Jeff BH51391 was in attendance as The Mandalorian, along with Princess Leia from the Rebel Legion. They helped attending children create BB-8-themed tree ornaments and posed for pictures with the Scouts. The whole Cub Scout pack was thrilled to have Legion members visit, and so was Santa. I like those kinds of events. Once a Scout, always a Scout. A fiery TIE fighter with the speed of lights, a cloud of stardust, and a hardy IO X1, the Lone Vader. On December 4th, the one and only Lone Vader, Ron SL5928, from ECG, attended the Malvern Village tree lighting at Rocky's Comics. This was a full blown street fair with a parade featuring the Malvern High School Band and Santa Claus. Ron took pictures with hundreds of kids and adults who gave out 110 trading cards in the first hour alone. People attending the event were all smiling and having a great time. On December 8th, after making virtual visits over the last two years, five members of Empire City Garrison was finally able to visit the Nicholas Center for Autism in person at their holiday party. This was a gala held for around 100 of the young adults in their various programs and their families. There was food, DJ, dancing, and ECG was there to add the excitement. The troopers made a grand entrance and were a big surprise to many of them. Troopers interacted with, posed for photos, and danced with many of the attendees for the duration of their appearance. The director wanted to show her gratitude with a $250 cash gift, but they asked her to keep it as a donation to the Nicholas Center. Six members of Empire City Garrison attended the New York Police Department's Children's Holiday Party on December 11th. This was a smallish event for 50 officers and their families. There was food, a magician, and Santa, and the 501st were there to add to the excitement. ECG interacted and posed for photos and handed out cards to the attendees, and they also had their members take a trip to the harbor and take a ride on the New York Police Department boat with some of the uh, guests. They, the troopers remained in costume. Now, this was kind of a challenge logistically to be able to get the troopers to the dock. They had to stand in the back of two small minibuses to be transported over there, but they said it was well worth the experience. And they, I'll try to post a photo of their group photo on the dock uh, in our show notes. So they desuited around noon and were treated to lunch before heading out. But of course, right after they suited down, one of the officers, I kind of wonder if his name was Murphy, had come late and wanted to get a photo with his young son with a stormtrooper. But without hesitation, Mark, TD52490, stepped up and offered to suit back up just for that one boy. 
Well done, Trooper. You made his day. Hi, this is Jay Thompson, director of Heart of an Empire, and you're listening to the 501st Cast. Member shout-out. For this episode's member shout-out, we're recognizing our September 2021 Trooper of the Month, Brandy J. Rotzi, DZ91148 of Georgia Garrison. More than 40 members from eight garrisons nominated Brandy for her stellar efforts liaisoning with Dragon Con staff and Georgia Garrison staff on the 501st Legion's appearance at Dragon Con this past summer. In addition to being a 501st Legion member since 2018, Brandy also volunteers as the director of the Star Wars Dragon Con programming track, easily one of the largest and most popular programming tracks. Brandy's commitment to the Legion as the SWDC director was recognized in September 2015 when she was made an honorary Legion member. Then, in March 2018, Brandy joined the 501st as a costumed member, and her devotion to the Legion has only grown. When DragonCon went virtual in 2020, she not only pivoted her track programming online, but she also arranged for the 501st and the other Star Wars costuming clubs to have Zoom Meet the Fan Clubs sessions. These sessions attracted Legion members and cadets from the U.S., Canada, Europe, and Asia. This year's DragonCon ran from September 2nd through the 6th with COVID-related safety protocols limiting attendance and activities. Nevertheless, Brandy worked with Georgia Garrison CO to help make the Legion's presence at DragonCon seem as back-to-normal as possible. She obtained permission from DZ17640, a.k.a. the Chess Jawa, to run his Play Chess with a Jawa table during the con, which raised more than $3,000 for Big Brothers Big Sisters, and she lobbied DragonCon leadership to permit the Legion Mixer to be in one of the host hotels. Brandy never misses an opportunity to promote the Legion or to serve Legion members. She embodies the motto, bad guys doing good, day in, day out, and even more so during DragonCon. Congratulations, Brandy. DZ91148. Well deserved. They put on a great showing at DragonCon. I hope uh, you've seen the giant sand crawler that they put in the DragonCon parade. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was not surprised to that. see that, that Brandy joined George Garrison as Jawa, because I know they were heavily <laughs> recruiting as many Jawas as they could get for their sandcrawler. The Great Jawa Horde, I believe it's called. <laughs> yes, it is. Our last segment of the show is our charity spotlight. This episode, we'd like to highlight Nordic Garrison's chosen charity, Swedish Childhood Cancer Funds, or in Swedish, I believe it's Barn Cancer Funden. Thanks to all the fantastic visitors to the Nordic Garrison's booth at Comic-Con Stockholm, they were able to present a donation of 26,500 krona, or about 2,100 US dollars, to the Swedish Childhood Cancer Fund. They are the single largest financier of childhood cancer research in Sweden, and also provide financial support to the development of new treatment methods and continuing education in the field of childhood cancer. You can learn more about this charity at www.barn. B-A-R-N, Cancer, Fonden, F-O-N-D-E-N, dot S-E. Congrats on an amazing donation. As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast can be tuned in via iTunes, podcasts.com, or Stitcher. 
The 501st Cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as The 501st Legion, or go to Facebook.com slash The 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501st Legion, or go to Twitter.com slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. The 501st Cast is also available on the iHeartRadio app. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it follows generally accepted ground rules for Star Wars fan groups. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. Used under authorization. TIE Fighter with a speed of light, a cloud of stardust, and a hearty Hi-Yo X-1. The Low Vader. 